This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, May 24th, 2023. I'm Caleb Brown. The fight over mounting U.S. debt continues between the White House and Congress. What does the Constitution have to say about the degree to which debts must be honored and may or may not be repudiated? I spoke with the Cato Institute's Bob Levy at this weekend's Benefactor Summit. How do you evaluate this uh, current impasse over raising or not raising or raising with concessions the debt ceiling for the federal government? Well, I guess I should start by saying that this is a matter of constitutional construction. So it's a, it's not really a uh, consensus application of some core libertarian principle. And I would suppose that there may be others here at the Cato Institute who have a view of this matter that's uh, different uh, from my view. But the impasse goes like this. Uh, Secretary Yellen warns us that the federal government may be uh, running, uh, no longer able to meet its obligations if the debt ceiling isn't raised and she's given a date of June the 1st. So the result, if the debt ceiling isn't raised, could be default with, she says, financial chaos to follow. And despite that uh, warning, uh, the debate over spending cuts continues. The Democrats say they want a standalone clean vote on raising the ceiling. The Republicans want to use the debt ceiling as it has been used in the past as leverage to force uh, spending reductions. And as we know, the um, compromise seems to be elusive and negotiations are in uh, process. Bob, this year marks 10 years of me being married. And I was married in uh, the first weekend in October in 2013, during a government shutdown in Washington, D.C. All of my family came from all over the country, and they were able to witness uh, their inability to visit various national monuments and uh, participate in the state. So that that at least has leaves a warm place in my heart that my family had to focus on me uh, for that one weekend. But that's that's sort of what you see generally. Uh, what do legal experts say about default? And 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 to be clear, how many times or uh, you know has this happened before? Joe Biden likes to say this has never happened before. Well, some legal experts uh, say that they can save us from uh, economic uh, disaster not by doing what we would like to see them do, namely by spending less, uh, but rather by applying the public debt clause of the 14th Amendment, which basically uh, says that the Constitution forbids default and thus a debt ceiling that might trigger default is itself unconstitutional and the president can invoke the 14th Amendment to get around this impasse if the Republicans remain recalcitrant. That doesn't seem like it would uh, uh, make the people to whom uh, the U.S. owes money feel any better. But so the 14th Amendment, the public debt clause says and means what? It says that the validity of the public debt of the United States authorized by law, those are the key words, shall not be questioned. So this uh, was uh, 1868, it was ratified, and it was intended primarily to prevent repudiation of uh, civil war debts, but the court was asked to interpret it, and the Supreme Court said, no, it goes much broader than civil war debts. It applies to 
uh, all the debts of the United States. But even the court's interpretation left a number of unanswered, unanswered questions. Uh, what is public debt authorized by law? Number one, uh, whether or not, since the court said it was all about repudiation, is default the same as uh, repudiation? And, and finally, even if it turns out the default is unconstitutional, does that mean that the debt ceiling itself is unconstitutional? So those questions are the subject of some debate among legal scholars. Well, what's your view? Well, first, what constitutes public debt uh, authorized by law? Uh, the 14th Amendment says all debt has to be paid. Uh, some experts say, well, look, that's that we're only talking about issued and outstanding debt. That's the only debt that's been authorized by law, and thus that's the only debt that's covered uh, by the 14th Amendment. The counterargument, and one to which I uh, subscribe, although I do concede that it's a very close call, is that Congress has appropriated funds for subsequent expenditure, and that is equivalent uh, to authorizing the debt that would be financing the expenditure, even before the debt is actually issued and outstanding. So the, the 14th Amendment applies, I would argue, not only to existing debt, but also to debt that Congress has implicitly authorized when it enacted these appropriations. And if you want to question that, the time to question it is not during a debate over the debt ceiling, but rather a debate when the appropriations were first considered. So if I understand you correctly, then your conception of the debt uh, owed is obligations that have been created by the federal government. Well, I think let me put let me put it this way. I think the best way to understand this authorized versus existing debt uh, question is as follows. If if you've established a debt ceiling at let's say x dollars and then there are appropriations authorizing expenditures that exceed x dollars and the appropriations come later subsequent to the debt ceiling, then I think Congress has implicitly authorized the debt to exceed the ceiling. So this is called the later in time rule. If, on the other hand, the reverse were to occur, let's say you had expenditures of X dollars initially authorized, and then Congress comes along and imposes a debt ceiling, which is below X dollars, that sequence of events, I think, would disallow the issuance of any debt used to finance the future appropriations. And that would require some alternative source of funds available. All right. So what is default then? Well, there's this question about whether default and repudiation are different. And in fact, repudiation is when you declare that the debt is effectively non-existent. Default is when you declare that you do not intend to pay the debt, even though you may believe that the debt remains valid. So some have argued that while repudiation would certainly question the validity of the debt, the default does not question the validity of the debt, but merely the inability of yourself to pay the debt. My view is, again, somewhat contrary. I think if somebody told me, well, they're not going to pay me, but look, 
we admit that that is okay and we'll pay you some indefinite time in the future. I would say that question, the validity of the debt, and note that the 14th Amendment talks about questioning the validity of the debt. It does not talk about a formal admission that the debt is either valid or invalid. So questioning the validity, I would say, yes, default does question the validity of the debt. Well, it it seems like a a lot of this, I mean, obviously we have constitutional law and we have these uh, various provisions that we ought to pay attention to and we ought to strive to uh, make good on our promises and follow the rules that are laid out. But once this this issue is handed over to political actors who are self-interested and want to puff themselves up to the extent that they can and get one over on the other side. You know, what's what's the bottom line here if we understand that reality? Well, I'll tell you my bottom line. And again, I, I want to say that it's, it's tempered by uh, some uncertainty on my part, because I do think this is a uh, not a slam dunk case uh, for for either side. I would say this first, duly enacted appropriations are legally uh, the counterpart of debt that has been authorized, at least implicitly, uh, by the Congress. Second, a default on public debt, like a repudiation of the debt, does question its validity. And therefore, a default would be unconstitutional under the public debt clause. Third, a congressional ban on all funding to pay principal on interest would lead inevitably to default, and thus that would be unconstitutional as well. But fourth, if you have simply a debt ceiling that forecloses one source of paying of, uh, paying the debt, and that is issuing more debt, uh, that leaves open several alternative sources that would therefore pass constitutional muster. If default did result, if it loomed because Congress and the president aren't able to agree on a solution, there is at least a, a, a colorable argument that the president would be justified unilaterally in breaching the debt ceiling in order to not violate the public debt clause of the 14th Amendment. Robert A. Levy is a former chairman of the Cato Institute. We spoke during the Cato Institute's Benefactor Summit held this weekend. Subscribe to and rate the Cato Daily Podcast and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast. 